You want to attract a certain type of investor, so they always invest with you. They're always with you. They want somebody that's disciplined, right? They want somebody that's going to align with them. Maybe they came from rough backgrounds like you did. Um, so you want to be able to attract that certain person, so they only and always invest with you. Are you starting your journey into real estate business or entrepreneurship? Are you in need of strategies to help you reach your daily goals? That's right. Then the Oliver Perry Show is for you. Come and get the experiences and strategies to help you be successful. And now, your host, Oliver Perry. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good day to you, wherever and whoever you are. I'm back again. This is Oliver Perry. Uh, I have a guest today who is a marketing genius guru, uh, a branding expert. He delves mainly in the realm of branding, of course, and marketing. And when it comes to real estate, he's very heavily involved there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mr. Danny Aguirre. Danny, say hello to the people and please introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Thanks, Oliver, first, first off uh, for having me. But uh, my name is Danny. I'm 22 years old. I am a marketer. I'm the owner of Alpha Marketing Agency and as well as a chief marketing officer for Lapinant Investments Firm. And uh, yeah, I'm just here to learn and you know share whatever I have for you guys and you know bring as much value as I can. Fantastic. All right, Danny. So how did you get into marketing in the first place? What at what turn did you? Because you're in the military right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So basically, how it happened is uh, I got sent to North Dakota right after being stationed in Florida, and I was like, okay, well, let's see what we have here. And there was absolutely nothing. <laughs> there was lots of there's lots of farm there was uh there was pretty much just nothing uh, i don't fish but i guess fishing is big up here i don't hunt uh, but i guess duck hunting is big up here and so i was like well i gotta figure out something and so for that reason i uh started looking into entrepreneurship i stumbled stumbled across a few books before i joined the military and it really piqued my interest so I was obsessed with growing my blog, which used to be called Leave on Impact and is now the uh, page for our investment firm. But I used to be obsessed with growing my blog. So I was like, how do I bring people to my blog? How do I get more views, more audience members onto this blog? And then that's when I came around, huh, I could do it through social media. So I uh, messaged one of my buddies that was a social media marketer. It's like, how do you grow? How do you grow Instagram? Like what, what's the sauce? Tell, tell me what, what you have to do. And so, the sauce? <laughs> so, so, so they were giving me all of these uh, complications, these solutions to how I could, how I could grow my Instagram. And so I was doing them. I did everything from bots to, um, to paying for followers, all this other stuff. And was like, okay, this is not working. This is right. completely unorganic. It's not working. So I uh, started networking with more people and saw that people were growing their Instagrams. At the time, this is when infographics were huge on Instagram. And so uh, people were growing their Instagrams from 5,000 to easily 25,000 in like three months. And then it was going to 100,000. And it was all organic. I was watching it happen before my eyes. And then I was seeing the authentic people they're getting in their comments. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? So they were responding. I'm adding value to people's lives. So um, from there, I it blew my mind. It 100% blew my mind. And I was like, I need to figure out what this secret sauce is to growing Instagram. And so from there, I just started networking, learning, asking different questions, buying courses, and it all kind of flew from there. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a heck of a story, man. That's wild that you went through all that, particularly with the, you talked about the paid marketing 
just the paid marketing that you would do and stuff like that and how unorganic it was. When you're looking at your stuff now <clears throat> compared to where you were, what is the like the main metric you're looking at? Because like we all see the impressions. We see the impressions. We see the saves. We see whatever else is on there. There's a bunch of stuff on there in, on the insights under IG. But what is the metric that you're looking at to say, OK, cool, I'm on the right path or I need to change something up? It, it depends. So okay. it depends on what you want. Everybody that's not a marketer is going to say, well, I'm going to pay attention to my followers. Right. You know, what's my what's my ROI if I don't get enough followers, which they're not on for that. But you also have engagement rate, you know, you mm-hmm. also have um, you also have impressions and reaches. Uh, for me, it's more so the engagement, because if I have 10,000 reach and I'm getting zero comments, zero likes, zero follows, um, it's it means nothing to me. Those right. people are just on my on my, my content, just looking at stuff. They're not, they're not interacting. They're not doing anything. So they're just ghost followers or at least ghost people that are looking at your stuff. Right. So for me, it's going to be more so the engagement because the moment I can get eyes and people that are questioning, asking questions, interacting with me, those are people that I can eventually convert to leads or people that I could help. So I generally like to get engagement because no matter amount of followers, if you have a thousand followers on your page, but they all engage with you, like that's stupid, stupid return on investment. You know what I mean? You yeah, don't necessarily no. need a hundred thousand um, followers to be great. It's just social proof. Um, it just kind of tells people like, Hey, I have the status that I have a hundred thousand followers, but if you, they're not engaging with you, you don't have a good engagement rate, then you're not really getting anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I've, I've been looking at that myself. And granted, you and I talk relatively often. So uh, our relationship is a little, bit, a little bit deeper than just a podcast. But um, one thing that you know you have told me before in regards to that engagement is having that uh, RTO formula, the RTO um, mm-hmm. laid out and making sure you're doing that correctly. Let's go into that a little bit because I think – that is a something that's big that people don't re- like they see it constantly you see it on youtube you see it on facebook you see it on facebook ads you see it on ig you see it on ig ads you see it all over the place but people are not clicking like it's not making it doesn't make sense to them and i know you put that link uh, you put that article on your linkedin but let's let's talk about it a little bit more if you could please explain can you explain the rto value let's do it absolutely so rto value it basically means result, time, and object. Um, it's actually called ROT, so result, object, time. That's the usually the framework that people use, but it's created by high-level marketers, and it's kind of a content marketing um, idea, I guess you could say, or formula that people use for content marketing. But basically, results, object, time means when you start your headlines, when you're creating headlines or creating content, the first thing you should do is always type out your content. Um, unless you're really good, unless you got to the point where you could just script it out and, you know, you're this actor that's great at making video content, then go ahead and just <laughs> throw it out. But you usually want some type of format so you understand what the user experience is with each form of content. So what experience are you adding and what type of value are you adding to the people that are reading this? So it starts off with the headline, right? You have about five to seven seconds on any platform, sometimes three, depending on which platform, to convert somebody before they scroll away. So the reason why you use a ROT formula is to grab their attention. Now, starting with the R, that means result. So what result are they getting when you're creating a headline? And this could be how to raise capital in, and then you're going to put object, which is going to be the objection of what people are thinking. Maybe people are thinking, I can't raise capital because I'm new to this. 
So you could start saying how to raise capital for new investors um, in less than 10 minutes, which is going to be the T, which is the time. Um, And you're putting the time in there. So it's like, okay, this is urgent. This is fast. This is a quick process. People are more likely to stop and scroll and read whatever it is that you're putting out there. When you make a headline, some type of clickbait title that really, really, really is going to perform. Now, this isn't this isn't just uh, for really anybody. If you just put a small title on an Instagram page or a LinkedIn page and people don't see it, then it's not going to convert. So now you got to also think about the design aspects. You also got to think: Is my face, if I'm putting a face to this, too big compared to the the, the letters? You know, there's a whole different type of design that you have to think about. Here. All right, so we started down a dark path, and we're going to keep going down that dark path. We talked about the design stuff. There's so many facets to IG, and not even just IG, let's just say social media as a whole, right? YouTube, they've got their own language that they speak, and those languages are normally transferred through the thumbnails. LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is normally through a word or some kind of blog post. Right now, IG is mainly through... I want to say Reels is really big, carousels, and so is, uh, I think they're starting to shift towards stories. When you're looking at each one of these platforms and you're looking out at how you're speaking to the audience, how are you figuring out what that voice is and how to go about talking to that particular audience? So that all starts with branding. So that's that deep, that deep dark path that you were talking about. Yeah. You need to understand what your brand strategy is. Branding goes a lot further than what most people think it is, which is my, I already have my logo, Danny. I already have my website, my social media pages, uh, mm-hmm. the colors of my website. It goes way deeper than that. There's three different parts of brands that make you uh, understand what your brand is. So it's going to go into the internal. The internal is going to be your your purpose, your vision, your mission, and your values. And when you have that, those are your internal purpose to why you even started that brand. And when you have that, people are going to jump on the bandwagon because they connect with you. They understand why you created it and they understand who your brand is. Now, and then after that, you go into a position where your position is going to be your competitors, understanding who your audience is, deeply understanding who your audience is. And then understanding what makes you unique, what makes you stand out against your competitors. And then the last part is the external side to branding, which is the fun part, which is the messaging, what type of fonts you're using, how are you going to display that message, what type of look should you wear when you're in these podcasts, Um, you know, different things to what really brings out that brand and shows who you guys are. So when you're able to do that, then you're able to speak to a certain type of person. You're able to speak to a certain type of, um, uh, I guess, audience member that you're searching for. So in all, when you have that brand persona, you will know where you want to be on social platforms. And then you'll understand what social platforms have certain content to speak to certain audience members. For instance, people on Instagram, if you're going to go for a younger age, especially TikTok, you're going to probably want to be a little bit more flashy. But if you're going to be on LinkedIn where it's sophisticated investors, you know, there's accredited investors and especially Clubhouse, well, then you're probably not going to want to go in there and be like, yo, what the F, like this, that, and that, like start cussing. <laughs> yeah, that's reckless. Um, yeah, so you, I mean, you should always be, you should, you should always be unapologetically you is what I usually say, but you need to understand where your audience is and what your audience favors. And you're not going to 100% know, but you need to hypothesize and you need to test it. So when you do that, um, you'll understand that marketing is a science. You need to figure out um, what it is that's going to work and you need to test your theories. Mm -hmm. 
That's uh, what's funny is I literally had this conversation right before I do a podcast. I do a a short two minute talk to myself. That was a good catch. Uh, A short two minute talk to myself. And I talk about, you know, what's going on with podcasts, who I'm interviewing that day. After we get off, I'll do another one to close out that interview. And I talked about I realized as I'm doing these podcast interviews, I was normally in a hoodie, a Mifflin hoodie to be specific because I love Mifflin. Right. I'm in a Mifflin hoodie and I'm doing all these talks on the podcast and I realize, okay, the audience I'm reaching is not going to engage in just a hoodie. I need to be in button downs and polos and things of that nature. Now, as I get bigger, I can I can do what I want at that point. But starting out. Was that? Oh, I said absolutely. Yeah. So, but starting out, you know, I I got it. You know, it just it is what it is. It's not a matter of playing the game or not being authentically you. It's actually understanding who you're talking to. Like Danny said, like you got to pay attention to who's on the other line because you're not gonna want to say the same thing to your mom that you would to your best friend. Like you're not gonna mm-hmm. tell him about you know you're not gonna tell her about all the stuff you were doing that you knew you shouldn't have been doing with your home with your buddy. So. That is that is definitely something that's huge. I think that you said in regards in that regard. Next thing you um, you talk a lot about just the being authentically you, <clears throat> and you and I have talked about this before. But I think it's a value add to the audience to understand what how do how do you find that balance between Danny and alpha marketing, right? How do you mm-hmm. find out? Okay, this is how I should be dressed. This is what I should be doing. You know, you go back to the marketing, the messaging, but how do you really figure that part of it out? Absolutely. So this is very hard to display, but most people that are CEOs, and I understand not everybody listening to this might be in a partnership. They may not be the owner, uh, but they're interested in still growing the business that they work for, right? Not everybody, um, but most people are going to have the same brand persona as their brand. Now, this doesn't mean that you should just whatever, if my brand is just like mine or just who I am, then I'm just going to display who I am and I'm going to get growth. No, that's not how it works. Um, but you you definitely want to figure out what is the fine line between what I'm going to present and what I'm going to show. For instance, we had this talk a few weeks ago. I love rap music. I love hip hop. That's where I came from. You know, mm-hmm. I came from an area where that's what a lot of people listen to is hip hop, rap, Um, A lot was uh, Mexican music as well, but that's what I grew up around. But is that necessarily what I'm going to display? No. Now, same with Gary Vee, as you were saying with the button-ups. Gary Vee, if you look at all of his old pictures, he's wearing button-ups, he's wearing suits. He's, you know, he's not the Gary Vee he is today. But once you get to a certain level of growth, uh, there's going to be a a type of uh, persona that you can release that could be more authentic to who you are. And people will still care. So when I say be unapologetically you, always be you, but just know that there's certain levels too. There's certain levels that you're going to have to reach out to in order to get the audience members you want. Um, But once you nurture them, once you have that nurturing campaign where you're always talking to them, you know, people aren't going to care what you do or people aren't going to care what you like. Obviously, it could be different if you're Elon Musk and you're smoking on Joe Rogan's podcast, um, but it really just it really just depends, you know, um, on what it is that you do. Yeah, that's uh, sheesh. That's going to be a lot to unpack. That's hopefully if you're listening, you kind of talk that understood that. If not, go back, listen to it again. But we're going to continue forward. Let's talk testing. Testing, I find to be a very interesting prospect because you can literally 
I read a book, I think it was 1 million followers. And in 1 million followers, they talked about the AB test, right? And in the AB test, you could do an AB test on Facebook for $10. Let's just say for the title of my podcast, I was going to test what it is. Because at some point, let's say I decide I want to change it. I'll test the Oliver Perry show versus whatever else. How does that process work? How do you figure out, okay, I'm going to test this. Are you testing five or six things at the same time? Or are you just testing one or two? How does that work for you? So it depends. If we're talking about content on social media, um, it's very different. So, I mean, I guess everything's content, even if it's email marketing. Um, So you will have an idea when you start laying out content on your social media, no matter what page it is, as long as you're tracking the metrics, you will see what posts perform well and what posts don't. From there, you're going to hypothesize. Well, what was it that made this post do really well? Was it the call to action at the end where I told people to comment that made people comment? Or was it this really cool picture that I had that made people comment? You know, at least for LinkedIn, that's that's kind of the metrics I've, I've been uh, messing with. Or was it necessarily tagging somebody um, on LinkedIn, right? So you're going to start hypothesizing well, what what made these posts do what they did. And so now you're going to put out different posts that are similar to it, but probably talking about different types of value and you're going to test it. You're going to be like, okay, well, we're going to start off with the captions first, right? We're going to see if the caption was the reason why it grew. And then, oh, captions didn't work. Okay, well, let's try a picture. Did the pictures work, right? Um, Now with A to B campaigns, those are usually uh, let out at the same time. Mm-hmm. But that's usually, I, I usually see it on email marketing where you try two different funnels um, and you see which one performs better and then you go with the, the one that's better. Um, but it's very dependent on, like I said, your hypothesis, what's going to be the, the better one, what's going to have the best ROI at the end of it. Um, and that also could be a landing page. Landing pages have A to B uh, types of funnels as well. It really just depends on what it is that you want to do to bring in leads or prospects. Okay. So then really the A-B testing is all just dependent on what you're after in the first place. Like 100%. you said, whether, yeah, like you said, like if it's on IG versus LinkedIn or versus whatever the heck else, it's all going to be a different style, different way. 100%. If you're, if you're looking for a certain type of return, obviously you want some type of return when you're A-B testing. Um, and for those that don't know what A-B testing is, it's pretty much having two different pieces of content two different pieces of marketing campaigns and testing them simultaneously to see which one does better and going with the one that's better. Um, so like I said, you're just going to have those two pieces of content regarding the exact same, um, whatever it is, the event that you want them to go to or the link you want them to go to, uh, the investor portal that you want them to go to. You're going to have two of those and then you're going to put them out at the same day targeting different people in your email list or on your social media. And whichever one has the most, you're most likely going to go with because it has some type of conversion. Um, Though you should always try to better it. You should always try to, you know, one up that and make, make a better campaign. So it has a better conversion. Um, The AB test just gives you the, it allows you to be able to know which one's going to perform better. So you can use those for as many campaigns as you want and make it a template. Right. So, so I've, I've been asked a few times when it comes to content, they'll ask me, Hey, is it okay for me not to know what I'm doing? My, my answer is always yes, because my thought process, you got to figure it the heck out as you're going along. What's Mm -hmm. your thought process on the people when they start working to figure out what their voice is, whatever it is, do you tell them to just go and figure it out as they go along? Or do you tell them sit back and kind of 
uh, formulate what they're going to do first? That's a good question. Um, I would say just go, just go for it. Right. Right. But there's also a way that you could be very misleading. I do think you should sit back, but I would just say go. Um, the reason being is it depends on the person that you are. If you're going and you've never done it before, you're scared, you're timid, you're maybe a little bit more, um, a little, I guess you're just not a social person. Right. Then just go, just go after it. If you're somebody like me, that's very, you know, outgoing, excited, creative, um, and you're just going to jump the gun because you're willing to jump the gun whenever, and you know, you're just going to go after it. Then right. I would say just, uh, then just sit back a little bit and, and strategize, you know, have an idea to what you're doing. Right. Not everybody is going to understand social media marketing because not everybody wants to look at analytics. Not everybody wants to see the, the science behind social media marketing. Mm-hmm. So the best form of action is to, and honestly, in my opinion, is just to go, um, but understand who your audience is first. Always understand who your audience is first. Who am I making this content for? You know, uh, what do they like? What do they like seeing? You know, where are they? What is their demographic? Where are they congregating? You know, and go on those pages where they're congregating and market to them. Ask them, can I run an ad on your page? Hey, can I, can we collaborate? Can we make a piece of content together? And that's any form of social media. You're going to find collaborations. You're going to find ads. Um, on any social platforms, even TikTok. So all you got to do is reach out to those influencers, reach out to those congregations, reach out to those pages and be like, hey, how much does it cost? Start forming a marketing budget, you know, start finding out how much do you want to throw in there. For, for instance, on Instagram, when you start throwing a, a marketing budget, you're going to get a little bit of social proof. Now, what I mean by social proof is you're going to start getting a little bit of followers, but those followers might not be the best engaged, but eventually you're going to get those engagement. Um, likewise, on LinkedIn, you can run ads on LinkedIn and you can send them to your business page where your business page can lead them to a link or it could send them to your profile page where that profile page will send them to a link to get on a call with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's multiple ways to skin a cat, but it really just depends on um, really who your audience is and understand what type of content are you putting out? How are you going to make them feel a certain way so they don't invest with anybody else but you? So basically you're, you're looking at the way you see things is you're looking at creating, I call it a trap. I always say, Hey, I'm, I'm making a trap. And I want the investor to come to me as opposed to me going out and hunting down the investor like a madman, uh, which can be done, of course. But it's a lot more um, simpler. It's a lot simpler. It's a lot cleaner. It's a lot easier as far as a conversation is concerned with dealing with people who want to invest as opposed to those. you got to kind of train them first and then teach them and then give them the offer. It's interesting. So let's talk about uh, the trends. So the trends when it comes to IG, it comes to all these platforms. For a marketer, you're always up on those trends. You're kind of paying attention. Like you talked a little bit earlier how the transition went from uh, infographics to whatever it went to next. And I talked about the ones that I'm seeing right now. How are you keeping up with those trends on all these different platforms? Articles. Go on articles. Go on HubSpot articles. Go on Sprout articles. Go on Buffer articles. Stay within, you know, you, well, if you're a social media marketer and you're getting into social media marketing or you just want to be somewhat into social media marketing, you should have some type of network of marketers and you should listen to them. But you should know that there are marketers out there, too, that are just starting out and they don't know what they're doing. So you should look for somebody that has at least five, 10 years experience. I myself have four, so I don't really hit that category. So um, but this is the people that I hang around with. Right. 
So um, this, what I would do is I would 100% keep up with the trends because for instance, Instagram, I talk about all the time because that's the platform I first grew on. And you, in order to scale on pages like Instagram, where it's going to start turning into paid profit, kind of like Facebook, you're going to have to get organic growth from reels or guides, um, which is the newest one, which is guides. And you're going to have to just put out content for those. You're going to have to put all types of content, but the reason is, is because Instagram wants people to use those features. And the way they want people to use those features is to get some type of reward when they use it. And now what type of reward are they going to get? Followers, comments, reach, different types of stuff to make them feel, you know, a certain way to make them feel like they're accepted and what they did was cool, right? So when you when they put out new stuff, they expect you to use it. Now they put out reels to kind of beat TikTok. In a way that back in the day, they put out stories to beat Snapchat because Instagram was supposed to buy out Snapchat like plenty of years ago and it didn't go through. Snapchat said no. So Instagram said, all right, well, I'm just going to release stories and we're going to destroy you. And they did. And um, so really, a lot of people are doing it, too. People's attention spans are getting smaller. You can see it on YouTube. YouTube's creating stories now. Uh, LinkedIn has stories now. Now they're kind of, they're a little bit everywhere, but the more content you can put out in different types of, I guess you can say guides, reels, stories, guideposts, carousels, whatever you can put out there, you can really scale your, your, your social media, no matter if it's Instagram, if it's LinkedIn or whatever it is, because you're doing something different and they're going to reward you. So, yeah, I mean, of all the things that I thought you'd say, that wasn't what I thought you were going to go with. <laughs> I thought, yeah. So, like, I thought, because in my thought process, I've always said, okay, I'm going to pay attention to the actual the app. So, I'll watch what's happening on the app. I'll see, you know, I watch specific marketers. I watch you. I watch um, Principles, Ali Principles. We both follow him. I watch a guy by the name Marty Woodard. I pay attention to, uh, shoot, Gary V is another one. I watch what they're doing to see what they change, what they add, how they adjust. Gary V just started putting up these, uh, and he's done it before, but now I'm seeing it more often, is the billboards. So it's like a billboard, and he's got the words over it. I'm like, okay, got it. So he's finding ways, okay, let me make this creative, let me make this easy. I, all I got to do is replace that billboard word and just use the same the same thing, which is, which is smart. But it's not necessarily going to tell me, okay, the trend is going towards billboard photos like that's not that's not a trend it's going to be like carousel so like if the billboard changed every time you switched now okay i know it's going that way but i just never i've seen the articles i just haven't sat down and actually read them myself so i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to change that up i'm gonna have to step that up myself Um, yeah and i would do i would say too mm -hmm. just to add more to that so going deeper to kind of like how you said billboards um if you follow Google Trends and you see what's trending today and tomorrow and, you know, what people are talking about, um, if you're going for memes, like I said, it all depends on your brand. But if you're going for memes and you want something that's funny, like you can use certain stuff like um, like right now it's really cold all over America. It's insanely cold. For me, especially, it's insanely cold. You can make memes on the, on the weather, right? Because that's something that would be trending. Um, you can do different things such as uh, Kobe when Kobe passed away. That was a great way to market and say, hey, thank you, Kobe, or put out some type of motivational video. If your page is about motivation, if your page has some type of motivation, you know, because if your audience is looking for that stuff, they're going to gravitate to it. Um, so it really just depends. Even the Super Bowl, you saw the ads like going crazy about Tom Brady and how Tom Brady is the goat, right? Yeah. So you you can you can do multiple things and 
TikTok was on fire for Tom Brady as well. So it really just depends on, you know, what type of trends are coming up, which you can sometimes plan. Obviously, the Super Bowl, you can create a post for that. And then sometimes you just got to be quick. You got to go to your, your whether it's virtual assistants or team members, you got to go straight to them and be like, hey, you know, this is a hot trend. Can we do something? Can we make some type of value? It can't just be a random post. It has to be some type of value, right? And then right. how how convert that? So um, it depends if you want to get deeper on trends rather than just social trends um, and you want to get to like that trends, think about what what's on Google. You know, go to Google Trends and type in what's trending. Um, find different trends that way as well. I'll give you one too. I thought, uh, and I did this during the Super Bowl, and I didn't take action on some of it, but there was uh, one particular commercial, the one with Drake and Allstate. I think it was Allstate commercial, right? They had Drake's commercial, or not just Drake, it was Drake and like two other guys, and they were all playing the part of somebody else. I mm-hmm. took the little scene where Drake is smiling ear to ear, and I sent that to somebody, and I did that knowing what it was, but it was more of a test for me. Because people, like, I'm starting to realize if I pay attention during specific events, like events that I know are going to be huge. Uh, perfect example, if you're out there and listening, Logan Paul, when he fights uh, Floyd Mayweather, that's going to be a huge event, right? We all know it. So you know for a fact there's some kind of meme, something funny is going to come out of that. If not, some kind of commercial is going to come out of that that's going to be really targeted at a particular audience. So you can go and you can take that same idea and curate it for itself. Now, I will. I am always an advocate of thievery. Uh, I told Danny this before. I'll take. I'll take something that I think is good content, quick, fast, and in a hurry. You tag that person, the original maker, and you add your two cents into it, and you add your spin on it, and kind of show us, uh, you know, show homage to them. Don't just don't just outright steal, but um, yeah. you know, show some respect to them, show them, show them some appreciation for the content and work that they did. Uh, but cool. I thought that was that's really um, that's really cool because I didn't think about that. I didn't think about just just doing more of that. So, all right, so let's get into some questions. Let's get into some questions. Uh, our question segment, because we've been question, asking questions already. The question segment, and we're going to talk about the three questions that I ask every guest. The first question is, what is the troop to task that you like to give the audience? And for those who are listening, troop to task is simply, Danny's going to give you something to start along that marketing path to get you off on your first step to move forward. Absolutely. So, troop to task first time I heard that word. But what I would do for anybody that's getting into marketing or wants to market their investment firm is to sit down and think about your branding. Like I said, about the exter- the the internal, the positioning, and the external. You really have to understand who's my competitors. You also need to understand, more importantly, why are you doing this? What's your purpose, right? You need to understand your mission and your vision and your core values within your team and within yourself. And when you do this, you guys will all align together to create a power team. But it's not just something that this is something you guys live by. This isn't something you throw on a website and then you're like, oh, cool. We have our mission, vision and purpose. No, this is something you live by. These are your core values. For me, when I created Alpha Marketing, Alpha is the first letter in the alphabet. A, obviously, and I want to be the first. I want to be the I want to be the best. Right. It's a legacy movement. So those people that are attracted to Alpha Marketing are going to be attracted to legacy. Now, nature people, like as I'm wearing this Columbia jacket, they might be like, okay, well, chill out, dude. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be on the bandwagon to be the best. I just want to be me, right? Right. Um, so, so it just really depends. So you need to come up with that branding so you can attract this certain type of investor. Since we're speaking to commercial real estate investors, you want to attract a certain type of investor so they always invest with you. 
They're always with you. They want somebody that's disciplined, right? They want somebody that's going to align with them. Maybe they came from rough backgrounds like you did. Um, so you want to be able to attract that certain person. So they only and always invest with you. That's number one is understand your branding, understand your purpose, understand, you know, uh, who's my competitors and who's my audience first and foremost. That's a huge one. And then understand what type of fonts, what type of colors are going to be distributed so I can tell my story better, even when I'm speaking speaking, when I'm typing, whenever I'm giving a, a webinar or whatever it is, people align with me. The second thing, after you create that brand strategy, create a marketing strategy. Now, branding and marketing are not the same. You know, they work cohesively. They're not the same. Branding is long-term when marketing is short-term. Marketing is the act of bringing people to your page. Branding is the act of being able to have them stay, allowing them to stay, allowing them to be there for the long run, right? People that love Nike, they don't get rid of Nike. They wear their Nikes. They love Nikes. Right? Yep. So, so that's that's the difference. That's the power of branding and the difference between branding and marketing. But marketing is used to bring in those people. So you need marketing. Marketing. So create a marketing plan. What type of collaborations are you going to be doing? What type of ads are you going to be running? Mm. You know, what? Type of, where are you going to congregate? Where are you, are you going to go to Rod Khalif Summit and you're going to put up a banner for two hundred dollars? You know, in order for people to see, oh, Alpha Marketing. Okay, let's see, let's see what they have to offer. You know. If people continuously seeing the value you're offering, they're probably going to buy at some point. So you need to think of different ways, whether it's geographically, whether it's socially uh, going to people's con- congregations. Like I said, these people's Facebook groups or just groups in general and uh, just just advertise there, create collaborations with them. If I were to go to Gary Vee and create a collaboration with them, I'm probably going to get some type of you know traffic to my page. Right. So if you go to people that are in those higher tiers in your industry, you're probably going to be able to grab them and their audience members. So uh, the second thing is come up with a marketing plan. And then the third thing is consistency. Just don't give up. Honestly, uh, find out what how consistent you want to be and hit those deadlines. Most most social media pages, not all, but most, um, at least Instagram and Facebook want you to post every day. I would say almost all. Because they obviously want you to stay on those platforms, right. Absolutely. but it really just depends. Um, but the, as I said, the third thing is just stay consistent and provide value, right? So that's what I, that's what I would give. Jesus, man! If y'all can't figure out how to do it after that, um, I need you to hit YouTube, and I need you to go to Danny's IG page. I need you to follow him and figure it out, because uh, that was a lot. That's a lot of high quality value right there, particularly when it comes to the. Because I didn't realize that the your strategy, your marketing, your marketing versus your branding marketing is two different things. I've always thought branding as part of marketing as a marketing strategy. But now as you're saying, I'm realizing there's two different things. But that was that was that was amazing, bro. Uh, So let's go to the next one. Next one is situational awareness. Situational awareness is where you give the audience something that they can read or something that they can pay attention to to learn more about what you do and how they can do it as well. So situational awareness. Let's talk about it. There are different avenues in marketing. You're, you may want SEO marketing, which is Google marketing, you know, adding different keywords. That's not me. If you told me, hey, Danny, I need SEO marketing, I'd be like, okay, well, I have a number for you. Go hit them up. Right. <laughs> if you want to get into social media marketing, well, then get into social media marketing, right? Um, if you want to get into email marketing, well, then get into email marketing, right? Mm-hmm. But all sorts of marketing have a base layer and they want you to understand different things within marketing. What I would do if I were to restart again is I would start and look at, okay, well, 
well, what type of content do I want to make, right? When I put out social media, when I'm social media marketing, content's probably the first thing. So that's called content marketing. And how can I learn about content marketing, right? So I would go on LinkedIn and go on LinkedIn Learning because it's free if you have the premium version or you're in the military and you get LinkedIn Premium for free. Intent thing. Um, so, yeah, so if you go on LinkedIn Learning, you can learn a lot about content marketing. Um, or if you go on Udemy, you can get free courses on content marketing. Or you can actually get Joe Paluzzi's book, which is a great book called, uh, I think it's called Content Marketing or The Power of Content Marketing by Joe Paluzzi, uh, P-U-L-L-Z-I, I believe. Great guy, right? Um, honestly knows what he's doing. I would definitely listen to that on Audible and or get the book and learn about content marketing, learn about different strategies, different plans. Um, and then there's also building a story brand, also content marketing. Um, that's, I can't remember that author's name. I think it's Don Miller, something like that. You probably have it there. It's a huge one, um, but it is a great book. There it is. There it is. He just pulled it up. How, what is how, that called? How do we do this? There story brand. Building a story brand. <laughs> I'm mad I got to yeah. tilt it downwards to get it. But yeah, building I mean, a story brand. This uh, by Donald Miller. stuff right there. Yeah. Is it by Donald Miller? Yeah, it's Donald, Donald Miller. Miller. Yep. Right. Yeah, that one is great because it not only tells you how to create content, um, the, the way he creates content is amazing and the way he uses it and structures it is great for website as well. So absolutely, that's a, that's a must read. And then the third one I would say is um, persuasive, the, the one sentence persuasion course. One sentence persuasion course one is a great one. It's only like a 30 page read. And literally in one sentence, he tells you how to persuade people. And it's amazing because you can use that in all your content, your content marketing. Uh, for there, from there, I would choose. Okay, well, what avenue do I want to go? Social media, SEO, email, and then dive into books on social media marketing. Dive into books on email marketing, and dive into books on SEO, whichever one it is you want to go to. And from there, congregate with people, find different marketing experts, find people you can trust, ask them what they're doing, ask them, hey, how can I get better at this? Hey, this performed this way. What do you think? Ask them to test out your content. Ask them, you know, what do you think about this content? There's going to be a lot of people saying different things. I have a friend that tells me hashtags are stupid. Hashtags don't work. But I have like 10 other friends saying hashtags do work. So that means I have to be a scientist. I got to put my scientist hat on and try what works and what doesn't. You know, what type of return on investment am I getting from using hashtags? And what, what return on investment am I getting from not using them, you know? So um, because in other people's language, they might be like, well, hashtags look lame. You know, hashtags don't do anything. That that looks stupid. You know, this person's trying. They're a try hard, Right. Um, so it depends, it depends, you know, per person, if it's going to work or not. So you need to test things, right? So, um, those are the things I would do is I would find out, like I said, content marketing first, I would do content marketing and find out, okay, well, what type of content do I want to put out? Um, and then the second thing is find out which, which do I want to go SEO, email or SMM, which is social media marketing. And then, you know, go from there see what I want to do. Hmm. Danny just gave y'all like three books instead of one, <laughs> instead of one, and I love it. All right, so <laughs> that's good stuff, man. That is good stuff because, like you said, I've got I've got one of those books, but I don't. I'm missing two. And matter of fact, in theme of Danny, uh, in the theme of Danny, I'm gonna support him a little bit. So there's another. There's two more books you can go look at. One's called Trust Me, I'm Lying. Let's show you. Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday. It's another mm. another book on media manipulation. 
And then you can also get Shoe Dog. So Danny mentioned Nike yes. a little bit earlier, and that one will that one it doesn't it doesn't tell you exactly you know what to do the left right step of it necessarily, but it does give you kind of, you get to see how Phil Knight figured it out and how he did some of the things that he did and what makes Nike such a great brand as it as it is now. Uh, all right, cool. So with uh, five books in your pocket now, we're gonna go to the very last question, the toughest of the questions, and that question is Danny. What question do you wish you were asked more when it comes to branding and marketing? Hmm. That's a good one. I think I would wish, I wish I was asked, um, or not necessarily, I wish I asked, to be honest. I wish I asked starting off because I didn't know anything. I didn't know people. I didn't know, I I was 19 at the time. I didn't know anything. And so I wish people asked me like, what are you doing? If anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, wasn't like a, it wasn't like, Hey, what are you doing? No, it was like, what are you doing? Are you, are you done? Like this, this is not going to work. Right. Because like right. the, the, the buying bots doesn't work. You know, if anything, it harms you, um, you know, buying followers also harms you. And I didn't know this things. I was just like, this is how people grow. So, I wish, I 100% wish people were telling me and I guess asking, what are you doing, right? So I would have been open to listening to others and I wish I networked with others. It took me a year to network with others because I was growing my Instagram next to people who had 100,000 followers and I was constantly talking to them and asking them what they were doing and we ended up becoming buddies but that took me a year to build that relationship with them you know right the guy that right. one of the guys that did that he just actually he just messaged me today grew his instagram or not his instagram his youtube to three hundred thousand subscribers that's years took him three years right and he's in he's in croatia killing it he's 21 years old and he's just been consistent he's been consistent at it he's been using marketing strategies and now his, his youtube's at three hundred thousand. So I wish, I wish 100% that I knew what I was doing. And I wish somebody that was a marketing expert or just at these guys' levels at the time, like, what are you doing, Danny? Like, focus. Because they saw what I was doing and they're like, hey, you know, that's cute. (laughs) But at the end of the day, they didn't really, nobody really reached out to me to tell me like, hey, this is wrong. I have to find out on my own. Right. And I just wish I knew when I was wrong. That's uh, that's impressive, man. That's good stuff. Well, I I really, really, really appreciate you coming on today, man. It's been an absolutely excellent conversation, as it always is. Uh, can you please tell the audience how they can get in touch with you, how they can get a hold of you at Alpha, and maybe even work with you? Absolutely. So uh, you can find me specifically. Instagram is my favorite. As I said, that's Danny A Aguirre. That's Danny D A N N Y A, and then Aguirre A G U I R E. And then likewise, it's going to be the same on every platform except for Twitter. The guy that has that Danny A. Aguirre uh, name on Twitter is gone and won't let me buy it from him. Doesn't even respond. <laughs> and so on Twitter, it's ye, it's Danny. Y three E's, it's Danny. So that's where you can connect with me and I'll for sure respond. Um, and then we can get on a call and, you know, we'll figure something out for you. Awesome. 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 Well, I've been Oliver Perry. This is Danny. You can catch me on IG at the Oliver Perry, and I'm gonna just link everything else from there. Uh, please, please take the moment to take and leave a review. 
leave me five stars, leave me two stars. But if you leave me anything less than five stars, just tell me how I can fix whatever you didn't like. Tell me what your thoughts are. Give me some feedback. I'd like to grow this thing into something great and I'd like for you to be a part of it. So in the meantime, I will see you next time. You guys enjoy the day. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to The Oliver Perry Show. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, be sure to follow Oliver at The Oliver Perry on Instagram, Oliver Perry on LinkedIn, and The Oliver Perry Show on YouTube. Until next time, take care.